All right. Good evening, everybody, and I'm happy to uh, start up again. And, and tonight we're learning a new sefer, Orcha Seisher. I, I think the last year I gave, uh, or the year before, um, the world really changed, uh, really changed. Uh, that Reb Chaim Kanyevsky, who was the, the, the Galo Hador, the greatest age of the generation, a person who knew, learned, and lived Kola Torah Kula, uh, was, was was Nifter passed away, and I and I mentioned then some words of Hesped, um, but it, it, not only because uh, you know he, he passed away, because in general his this sefer uh, is 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 a is a sefer. It's an important sefer or chasyosher. Reb Chaim was a man of very few words, but he was a man of great action, and most of his far most of his works are halachic. He has a couple of the partial, but he has a, a, a tremendous breadth of works on, on halachic, on, on, on different mistakhtic katanas, on different idea, uh, different concepts in, in Torah. Uh, this is his, a Musa work that he wrote one year, and I believe it is the most printed work of Chaim Kanyevsky. Uh, the reason why it's the most printed work, I think it's, everyone needs Musa. <laughs> so there's a lot of the things that Chaim wrote about were the more esoteric parts of the, the halachic world, of the Talmudic world, actually in Zerayim, the laws of agricultural laws, he wrote one of the most authoritative books of the past 100 plus years, Derech which is all about uh, uh, Zerayim. But not everyone's learning Zerayim, not everyone's at a level to learn his works, but Musser, everyone's at the level of. And so really, um, after his passing, and with us spending six months uh, finishing Torah, I thought it would be a change of pace, a very different type of Sefer, uh, but with one common denominator, in that Reb Chaim Sefer or Chasesher, the, 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 the same idea is, is that you and I, all, and all Jews have a goal uh, to work on ourselves, to become better Yidin, to become better Jews, to become more Halig, to become more holy. Shem happy we're, we're starting the Sefer, it's Parshish Kedoshim, about being Kedoshim to you, being, being Halig, being holy Jews, not being static, not being, not just believing that we are who we are and we're stuck. And Musa really empowers and, and, and empowers us and gives us the vision to, to do more and to be better. And so with that, we're going to start the Hakadama. The interesting thing about this work is it's topical. So for those of you who learn Peleotes together with, with Sunday mornings, that was a topical Sefer. This is also a Sefer which is uh, topical. So tonight we're going to be doing MS, uh, Truth, but before that he has a very short Hakdama introduction. Says of Chaim, Amru Chazal. Our sages tell us the Gemara Brachas. Now, I, well, actually, I'll do the Hakdama and then I'll explain how this, work, this Sefer works. Amru Chazal, the Gemara says in Brachas, on the base of base 32b, are Ba'a Tzvichin Chizik. There are four Things that need strengthening. Ve'eluhen. Torah. Torah study needs to be strengthened. Maisim toivim. Doing good deeds. Getting out there and doing good deeds. We need to strengthen ourselves in this. Number three. Tefillah. Prayer. Davening. Davening. I just thought of Marav. Who can't do a better davening, right? Davening needs to be strengthened. Um, The... 
and the way we live in this world, whether it's how we go to work, you know, how we brush our teeth and go to sleep, or say the Hayom, uh, being involved in communal affairs, all of that also needs to be strengthened. Pirish Rashi, and Rashi elucidates, Tzrich and Chizik, these things need to be strengthened. She is Chazik You gotta constantly strengthen in these areas. Person constantly needs to work on these spiritual muscles. We call Koicho and with all of their strength. Torah. If person can be learning Torah and slacking off, lose their focus, lose their goals, lose their 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 their, their kavana. When, when I say kavana, learning that they, they start talking in the middle of learning. Actually, the next section is about Bethel Torah, not taking their Torah as the end all and be all. By some Torah and good deeds, I know people who retire. <laughs> they retire. They did a lot of good, and they tell me, Rabbi, I did my part. You did your part. You still eating every day. You still sleeping every day. You're still exercising. Good deeds. They retire, or they they t- they go on cruise control on good deeds. You know, a person has to always look to do my sin to do good deeds. Tefillah davening every time a person davens, they have to strengthen themselves. If we realize, and we'll get to the last section of this whole work is on tefillah. Uh, Everything in life, all our successes, tefillah. I'm actually learning a piece by the Amchal right now on my private studies about tefillah. Everything we do is tefillah. And every time we daven, we need tchizik and how we daven. And of course, Derechart's Mikvar Asu, Kol Gedoli, so all the good, great sages wrote or were involved with Sifri Musr, works of Musr, Lechazik, Bahana Sarabim, to cause the masses. To, 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 to be strengthened, to do better, whether it was the Chavetz Chaim, who was from the greatest days 100 years ago, uh, the Ramba, I mean, you go, you go through the, the, the litany of Rebbein Ayayna, the Ramba of G'dayli Yisrael, who either taught Torah, whose works were filled with Divrei Moser, Amnim Lefisha Becholdor Vador, so why do I have to write a Sefer, says Abchan Kiyaski, if the Ramba wrote the path and the just Basilis to Sharem, and the Chavetz Lovitz, the ethics of the heart, sir, and we just learned Tomer Devora by the Ramak, Moshe Kor Devora. Why do I have to write a work on Musr? Yesh Sachem, every generation has their own unique tests, their own unique ordeals. Yesh Tzurch, Ba'chol Pam Lekto, Lufi Tzurch Ador, you get to write for what the generation needs. Ulufi Shri'isi, B'derenu Rabbim, Ba'yim V'sholim, Lufi Hasibos, Fanisyonis, there are many people who, Reb Chaim, as you know, had thousands of people, tens of thousands of people probably, a week come to him, um, or many, I should say tens, many, probably every week, many thousands, and tens of thousands of people a month come to him. Um, Chaim knew that people asked him Shilas, consistently people wrote to him Shilas, people, so there were all kinds of, he saw there was people asking, there were certain topics that were, were people were asking more frequently, than others. Amarti, so he said to myself, Lelaket, I'll, I'll gather for myself, Ksas, Mamari, Chazal, some of the words of our great sages, Chazal, the Chizik Ha'amunah, to strengthen the nation in faith, Yerushamayim, fear of heaven, Torah, Torah study, Tefillah, Davening, Tomilus, Tevis, good attributes, good character traits, Av She'en, he says, Chaim, even though that I'm not Roy, Loymer, Moser, Machem, who am I, Chaim, Kanyeski, I don't know if anyone uh, who, who's on here now or the people who, who listen to it afterwards, um, 
met Rebbe Chaim, but Rebbe Chaim, if anyone give us be him. Uh, but he says, who am I going to give us to? V'chvar Amru Chazal, as our Savior says, B'Metziah, K'shoit Atzmecha, Vacha K'shoit Echem, first you have to, to beautify yourself, and to, then to beautify other, others. So Rebbe Chaim is saying, I'm not, how, I'm not so great that I could be the one. I have to work on myself. I'm going to tell others how to do. Mikol Mokom. And he says, nevertheless, since this work, which we're about to uh, embark upon, is Enkam Mishali, I really didn't write a word. And we'll see how Reb Chaim writes the Sefer. The way Reb Chaim wrote this Sefer is different than his other Svarim. His other Svarim, very often, he puts his own thoughts, his own ideas in. Here, he weaves the mostly Gemaras and Midrashim, some of the Rishonim, some of the the, 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 the great Torah sages of a thousand years ago, some of the later sages the past 400, 500 years ago, and he gives an, really an exposition on every topic. But the way he writes on these topics is really by collecting many, many different sources and weaving them together in order to give a person an impression. So he says, I'm not writing a word. I'm just taking the words of other people and presenting it to an Abchayim who called Torah Kulo. Um, actually, I heard a hesped. Uh, I, I heard a, a hesped, and this hesped said something which I myself heard from the person himself. For those, uh, and I, I know that many people have not been saying, I'll say, listen to it afterwards because <laughs> I get the emails. But for those on this call, I think everyone has the same Jose connection right now. So Rabbi Josh Hartman, Rabbi Yeshua Hartman came to San Jose twice and spoke. Uh, which he spoke once, he came for Shabbos by me, and then I asked to go to a dinner. Forgot who was honored that year, but he came to one of the dinners. Uh, I think uh, maybe Phil and Mommy, but so Rabbi Yeshua Hartman is an author of many works on the Maharal. In fact, the, the, the most popular Maharal with the notes is his series of Maharal. He's been working on it for 25, 30 years. And he once had, a, a, he once had, a line in the Maral, which the source of it was more esoteric. The Maral didn't make up things. He, uh, he, he, he based all of his farm on, on different ideas and sources found in the words of our sages. He couldn't figure out where in the world the Maral was getting this from. So that week, he saw Reb Chaim Kanyeski. Reb Chaim lived on Rechoyv Rashbam, 23, and he was walking to the Lederman Shul. For anyone who was by his house, I don't know, it was 150 feet <coughs> from his house, from door to door. And he stopped, he saw Reb Chaim. He asked Reb Chaim what to source the moral. So Reb Chaim walked two or three steps, stopped. He said, it's not in Talmud Bavli, it's not a Babylonian Tal- Talmud. Walked two or three more steps, stopped. It's not in Yushalmi. It's not in the Jerusalem Talmud. He walked two or three more steps. He said, it's not in any Midrashim. Well, two or three more steps. By the time he hit this, the shoal, there's a few minutes, he had went, Rabbi Chaim had went through all of Torah. Do you know what that is? He went through all the Gemaros in his head, all of the Midrashim, and finally, by the, he said, it's Tikkuni Zohar, and he told him exactly where to look. This is, I heard the story for the person who, who was, not at a Hesp, not at a eulogy, Rabbi Yeshua Harman was the one who asked him the question, he told me this. Rabbi Chaim knew all, knew all of Torah. He literally knew all of Torah. I asked him questions. He would tell me, look here, here, like, you know, like weird things. Um, 
So he says, I'm just collecting Chazal, I'll give it to you. And we should know the words of the sages, Marape, they heal. They're, you want to know that Hashem created a world, of, you know, we live in a sick world, by the way. It's, it's, we live in a world where, where, where the value system is destroyed. Not only family values, values of what important lives, uh, in life, values of priorities. People are, are, are spiritually out of whack, emotionally out of whack, and the healing, and by the way, don't think we're not affected by that. We live, even if you and I are going to Shul and learning Torah, we're living in the world, and, and we, we, we ourselves can pick up bad things from the, world, from, the, from the spiritual environment that we're in. And the words of the Chacham and the words of Chazal are marapet. They give spiritual healing for the tumor, for the impurities, for the false ideas, for the justifications for bad Midas are bad ideas and bad character traits, and we can uh, get be involved. Without the stock, Obama says, "Don't look at me." Rebbechaim says, "Elbemashenemar bo." Look at the words of the sages. I'm just collating and weaving the words of our chachamim. Viratzan sheet letuelis. This book, this work, Rebbechaim says, should be a, a benefit and tzchus harabim. Umigo dezachil laachrine. And hopefully, in the merit of that I'm trying to help the masses, I should also have my own merit. It should be the will of Hashem. That we should come to should help the merit, the masses to merit. We should have We should have the, the full redemption speedily. And with that, we start with the word of Emes. Now, this work... As I mentioned, it's topical. So we're going to do MS tonight. Truth. <laughs> really, I would love to do MS for six months. Months. Um, so he's going to give us a lot to think about. I would just encourage, you know, that's online afterwards, to think about it, to review it, because every me that we're doing, when Reb Chaim is telling you he starts with MS, well, he's starting, he go, the safer goes, it starts with MS, ends with Tefillah, starts with Aleph, ends with Tuff. Um, there are 30 topics. I mean, there's 26 letters of the alphabet, 30 of the alphabet base, uh, and 30 topics. So, Rabbi Chaim picked these topics after hearing the questions, seeing the, the issues of not tens of thousands, most likely hundreds of thousands of people over the years, and uh, with all kinds of trials and being the leader of the generation. So, if he started. If he's picking MS, it's because we all need to work on our calibration of truths of MS. How much our sages stressed Midas MS, the character trait of truth, of being an honest, truthful person. The Amr, the Talmud says in Shabbos, that the Gushpanka, that the seal of Hashem, is MS is truth. If you want to know what Hashem, the sign of the seal of Hashem is, it's emes um, and truth. And by the way, when when a king puts a, 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 gives a seal of approval, that's the essence. So when the Gemara says, the Talmud says, that the seal of Hashem is emes, you want to know the essence of being in Hashem is truth. By the way, the emes, the, the essence of connecting to, to Hashem is connecting to truth. Vi'amru, and it says in Tanah de Beliyahu Zuta, Hakol Baruch Hakadosh Baruch Hu, 
chutz min 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 everything that Hashem created except for midas hasheker the the character traits of sheker of falsehood umidas haavla and injustice so baravlo also some kashbarcho God Himself did not create it. Now in brackets He says over here the kavana only God didn't create it. It means they call me the saros. Every other bad character trait, yesh ban lefam tzerich. Sometimes there's, there's, there's a need for it. For example, haughtiness. You should be haughty against sinners. You should have a sense of pride. Um, you should being a spendthrift. You should be a spendthrift for tzedakah. You should be cheap when. Uh, you know, spending on, on things you don't need. You should... Every character trait, there's even a point for anger at times for, for ex, external, not internal anger, for for edu- educating others. You see a kid doing, running across the street, you gotta make sure that kid doesn't run across the street so he doesn't get killed, right? Everything has a place sometimes. Even character traits, which are inherently not good, have a time and place very often. But Sheker only comes... With sin, if there would never be sin, there would be no need for shekar. That's what the, how he's explaining this time of A person makes themselves righteous, emes, and speaks truth. This is all a medrash. It's all talmudah. Hashem gives him an angel. You'll be dealt with. The way we deal with the world is the way we'll see soon. If a person's a liar, a person who lives falsehood, talks falsehood, it doesn't doesn't live a life of truth. So they'll be led in a life of falsehood. A person who wants to be righteous, who wants to speak the truth and live the truth, Hashem will give him. You know, we know that I I I, I once actually gave a whole shir on this. Drasha about the way a person wants to go, the Talmud says in Makkas, that you'll be taken. And then Marsha says in Makkas that you'll have Malachim, you'll enter, you'll have, Hashem will give you the ability, it will give you the Siat and the Shemaya to go in that way. So a person speaks MS, lives MS, and then he wants to be righteous, um, wants to be righteous. Hold on one second, I realize that this is on. Wants to be righteous, so Hashem will give him a malach that will help him do exactly that. A person, ve'im oisa adam, as atzma rosh, a person makes it a wicked, lekachash, and and, and uh, a person denies the truth and he lies and is meshaker. A meisul malach will have an angel will will go in the way. Of Rashayim and Makachas Meshakar, and therefore, and, and, but a person who speaks truth will be Nizam Mikolaveris, will be cared from for all sins. And he quotes a Medrash which, um, uh, that which, uh, which elaborates the Medrash in Oitzim Midrashim. The Medrash in the Oitzim Midrashim is a person who speaks truth, a person who's truthful. Eino Nikshul will never stumble. Now, I just want to say, before anything else, before we get to the Medrash, on a personal level, um, if I had to pick, a mina which allows a person to grow, you know, MS, what sometimes people become religious because they're not religious, and what, what strikes them 
as what empowers them to do more and be more and to become from is because they see the truth. And because they see the truth, they live, they come to live the truth. There are people who are on cruise control and they hear a drasha or they read a sefer or, or they have a life event and, and it, it's a, a flash of light. That level of emes is what changes their life. Emes protects a person when they have clarity. Like a person would never sin if they want living the truth. It's only because of cognitive dissonance. It's only because of rationalization. It's only because a person not wanting to deal with the truth. There are a lot of people who even know the truth, but they don't want to deal with the truth. That a person can come to sin. Now again, some things are levels. You have to work on it. A person may want to deal with the truth and not the level. But that already on the path. Menor says the following thing. We call it MS in a nichshul. A person who speaks MS will not come and stumble on sin. Misa, there was a once a, once a Misa, you're beyond Harishan in, 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 the, in the early days. There was a, 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 a Bakr who was uh, followed the passions of uh, his heart. It's like a proper family from a good Mishpacha. But in his youth, he followed Akhar seriously, but he followed after his heart. Akhar left also followed his. His sensual desires, his desires, his his his, his whims. Uh, now, the, the thing about a child who grows up from a from a proper family, like today, we live in a world where the world. When I talk about the world being sick, they don't even know what truth is. It means you know we're people are bombarded with such the value system. I don't want I don't want to get into. But with abortion, I read some of these articles or, or gender stuff. Or like, they're learning stuff in public school. They're so crazy. Ideas. Um, what idea of marriage? Or, I, I get, but these kids are brainwashed from age three on Disney. <laughs> on, from Disney to public schools to books to, the, to Hollywood. Actually, I, I was with uh, this Sunday was at Alex Sidovsky's house. He had a Hanukkah Sabais in his house, and Alex has a friend who maybe Alex is about three miles from me, two three miles from me, so it's a different neighborhood. But his kids went to my school before my time. Um, this guy was—he told me he was a Hollywood scriptwriter involved in many, you know, some prominent scripts. It became Balchuva, and he told me some of the men who were scriptwriters thirty years ago hit on him, not more than hit on him. <laughs> These guys are writing the movies for millions of people. Like this guy flat out told me, he had gay guys coming after him as a scriptwriter. Right. These people are writing scripts, and millions of people are seeing them. So we live in a world people don't know about. It. This guy in the medrash, he had a tati and an ima, an abba and ima, who taught him Torah and mitzvahs and a value system, and but he just wasn't living it, so he knew it was right. He wasn't, he wasn't living up to what he was supposed to be doing, what he knew was better. So the measure says, one time, because he had that upbringing, by the way, I always say that if a person has an upbringing or has learned Torah, they'll never be the same. I mean, they could slacken off, but they always can come back because they know the truth. They, 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 as a person, who, a person who's been blinded or been taught from the age of who's watching Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and 
what was that guy that that, that Mishkas, uh, Mr. Rogers, right? You know, or anyone else, you know, and, and they're reading the newspapers and and, and the media and, and whatever, or you know, today, you know, it's something called Twitter in the Bay. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. So I was just seeing an article uh, that that. Uh, <laughs> The, the language I've never I don't ever on Twitter I, I don't I don't I have better things to do with my life than to what, read other people's comments uh, but millions of people are and the whole kunst of Twitter is to bash people and have a, the best shtach and line to make the people you're talking about look stupid and dumb at least the political part of t- Twitter right that's terrible so we live in a world where millions of people a day are sitting there reading other people's Pictures and lines and attacks of the political opponents. I mean, that's corruption. That's corruptive. Excuse me. I should. That's not, not corruption. That destroys a person's sensitivity and evilkeit to other people. Because all you're doing is, is, is you're, on, you're on a bash attack. So this person had a good youth. He had a mommy and daddy who taught him tremendous. And so even though he was way off, he was way off. He one day went to the Gadol Hador, Shimon Ben Shetach, was the Gadol Hador. He's about three, four generations before the destruction, no, more than about seven generations before the destruction of the base, second base of Magdash. Six generations, I think. But I'm like, Rabbi, Rabbi, he's Rabbi, Enish Ka'avi Me'akis Sivavi, I'm hard to believe, Lasha, he says, the pain of my sins surrounds me and overwhelms me and is devastating. I want to do tshuva. The guy sincerely, he was in a bad place. He knew he was sitting, living a life of falsehood, and he wants to do tshuva because he knew what tshuva was. Viyam Yom Bini, so Shimon Shetach told him, Bini, Al Tivcha B'davar Kal, Emsa Tshuva L'Makaschal Talamachlasa. Don't cry. I have a cure that will they'll hear you for your your affliction. Um, he says, it will be good. All you do one thing. You want to not sin anymore? Do one thing. Right? Do, don't um, don't stay, have any falsehood. You won't stumble. You'll be safe from any kind of negative. Because this guy said, I won't lie. If all I have to do is not be involved in any falsehood, I'll do it. Viomer lo, Shumat Satach says, swear to me. Swear that you're not going to lie from, and he, swear, Vishava, and he swore to Shumat Satach. Viyelech lalo, and he left. Vahiyayom, Hoklamis, Amerchas, Shchinaso, right? He saw his neighbor going at, you know, driving the car down those days, get on the donkey, and going to the bathhouse, and the bathhouse in those days was not a five minutes affair for us, you go to the shower, it's a bathhouse, there's a line. You sat in the bath, you took a bath once a week, right? That's what the bathhouse was once upon a time. And he said, this guy's going to be out of his house for a couple hours, whatever it would be. And he went to his house, he just had such a gun of, he went to his neighbor's house and he stole everything in this guy's house. Clay Kesef, the silver vessels, Clay Zov, the, 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 gold, ve- the gold vessels, the Hisha Ilolas, he didn't even leave him the small items. And he stole literally, he cleaned the guy, his neighbor. Who would say so, and as he's leaving the premises, Amr Balibo, he said to himself, Im Tashif Hashchen, if my neighbor now comes back, the Titzach, 
and he's going to scream about all his possessions. What happened to his house? And he's going to blame me because he knows, listen, this guy had a bad reputation. He was a, he was a person of ill repute, a thief, a low light. Now he, he didn't know he went to Shimon Shetach and cried his heart out. But now he's going to blame me because his house is cleaned out. And I, I'm gonna, I, in the old days, I would have lied my head off. I have no idea. It wasn't me. I saw somebody. Somebody went by. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. He, he would have ducked it, deflected, lied through his teeth, and, and just enjoyed his neighbor's gold and silver vessels. But now I swore not to lie. Amr, is there any belief Pesha? I can't. I mean, um, and I and, and I and a lot of what become of my oath? I swore to Shimon by Yeshuasi. I swore to Shimon Shatach. And because of his oath not to lie, he should call Mashalakach. He returned everything. He understood what Shimon Shatach said. Because if you don't want to lie, by the way, lying is not just to your neighbor, it's lying to yourself. <laughs> right? When a person doesn't want to lie to himself, right? Let's say a person doesn't want to eat certain types of food, they're not at the level of cautious. And he wants to be honest with himself, or he doesn't want to waste time on Twitter or, or on the internet, or a person wants to have a better relationship with people and he wants to be honest about it. If you're not going to lie, you're not going to sin. And if you are sinning, you'll come to fix it because you, it's a lie if not. He understood because of the Chida, of course, of Yosef David Azula, the great Svardi Mukubal and Paisik from the 18th century, late 18th century. Uh, the Chida said, Sheris Yisrael, Lo Yasu Avla, that the remnant of Israel will not do any acts of corruption, because they will do nothing wrong. Uh, 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 they won't need to speak falsely because if a person's doing what they're supposed to, they won't lie. And so, lying, if a person ha- is, has a good calibration of truth, they won't come to sin. The Sanhedrin, the Talmud says in Sanhedrin, the Gemara says there's a city called Kushta. This is the, the Talmud in, in, in Sanhedrin, uh, there's a city called Kushta. Kushta in Aramaic means truth. And Mavur, the Dover Emes, and the Talmud says over there, now again, whether this is little or not, but the Talmud's teaching a lesson that a person who's, that, in that city of Krishna, whoever spoke truth never died. Without, below his mind, excuse me. They never died before their time. With a Sefer Chasidim, the Sefer Chasidim was written by one of the greatest Germanic sages uh, 800 plus years ago, Yehuda HaChasid. Sefer Chasidim says, called Dover Emes, a person who speaks MS, speaks truth, and writes Lakhsh of Shekhar, and doesn't want to think falsehood. Doesn't want to think falsehood. By the way, if we're truthful, all relationships are different because we're gonna, we're gonna, we can work on ourselves. We can work on people who have said the truth. Doesn't want to think falsehood, doesn't want to speak falsehood. I feel the Varm all of these words, the person who loses truth, what he says will happen. You know, when you, when you go to a tzaddik for a bracha, for a blessing, one of the reasons you do that is the Gemara says that tzaddik goes with Kash Baruch That tzaddik uh, decrees and Kash Baruch get makes sure that the decree comes true because a tzaddik only lives truth and speaks truth. Such words have power. Words of truth come. Shnei tigs are amar and therefore a person who is careful not to lie 
all of his blessings will come true. If you want to get a blessing from someone, you want someone to daven for you, go to a person who's a person that's alive. So why is this? Listen, he says, you know why? You know why the person who doesn't lie, their words come true because a person who only says ms truth. So if they give you a bracha, I, I'm davening that you should have a baby, that you should be healthy, that you should be happy, that you should be a Torah scholar, that you should, Hashem should watch over you. So Hashem wants that person's words to come true. <laughs> He's a man or a woman of truth. So that's why it's going to come true, because they're a person of truth. You understand? Like, the reason why is because a person of truth, Hashem will help his words or her words become true. Be'echmiro, and our sages are, were very, very... Uh, stringent about the Einish of a Meshaker. Now, we live in a world of fake news. I don't, right and left, by the way, fake news. But not just fake news politically, but everything in the world. It's a world of Sheker. So many people are, are fed total lies. From the, you know, actually, the whole thing of a commercial. It's to make a person want things whether they need it or think it's as good as they make it. It gives you, uh, embellishes, and it, you can look at the stupid thing is the most, it's all shaker. It's not real. If you have a chocolate bar or a beer or a, or, or, or a vacation, it's not what they're presenting. And that's, they may even have an element of truth, but so many things that we are around, it's just not true. Um, you know, again, I just just because I was dealing with something like this, you know, with social media, it's also shaker. Like, people pick certain pictures, certain moments, and it, it makes the whole context. So, going back to the essence of how you and I speak, that a person who um, changes, who, 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 who lies uh, when, when he speaks, um, excuse me one second, so let's tell where we are. And is, is deceptive is kilo over the vodazar. I am a shy chuba of Rabbeinu Yehuda. Shabir shigamim in gorem shum hefsel chavero. Even if you know you think okay, if I lied or fibbed or exaggerated or embellished and it damaged the person, I did something wrong because I hurt him. I hurt her, right? So that I get, I did something wrong. But the act of lying itself and no one was hurt. What's the big deal? No, the act of the act of lying itself is itself a terrible thing. It's so terrible. It's that you. It's if you worship Avodah That's how being honest is. It's Asher Shakir. And again, by the way, a person who lies, the, 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 a liar is a liar. The Amrukas Shakronim, and therefore the Talmud says that a group of the person who's, who puts himself in the grouping, in the grouping of of liars means. A person who's who's accustomed to, who's a habitual liar, is from the groups that don't get the shechina, that don't have a connection uh, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that do not have any connection in this world to Hashem. They don't get the right person, and they won't. And because of it, they won't get the next world, because Hashem again, his stamp is truth, and a liar has no connection to truth. In fact. <laughs> The Katskurebba Zatzal, the great Katskurebba, say, where do you find him anywhere you let him in? If a person's a, a, a person who, who doesn't want to lie, who lies, there's no place for Hashem. Hashem is Emes. The Amru, 
And, and the Talmud says in Sanhedrin, okay, he's, he's, again, he's collecting and collating and weaving for us uh, uh, all that truth based on the words of the sages. Kach Anshel, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, this is the, the, the oinish, the punishment of a liar, of a badai, is even she'afilu omer emes inshallah, and people don't listen to him. When you know a person, it can't be taken seriously because everything they say, even today, today, a person comes to me about a heksher, about a restaurant, there's lots of restaurants in Chicago, you know, don't go there. Now, this person is not a liar, but they're the type of person, everything is not exact. Do you think there are people who would tell me something? I would take it 100% right away. I, would, I wouldn't go second base. This guy tells me something, and I'm asking 20 people, is it true or not? Because he's not usually accurate. There's some truth to it. So now i got to do an investigative report to find out what's true or not. If you'd be a total liar, I wouldn't take it seriously. I wouldn't ask one person. Because <laughs> a liar, I don't care what they said. I'm going to ask them, like, oh, a guy's a liar. This guy, no, I'm just giving an example. I can't fully trust them because I know that this person <laughs> is not exactly accurate. So now I gotta, I, he's not a total liar, so i got to figure it out. And speak to people, but if you'd be a total liar, I would just move on. I wouldn't even take it seriously at all. And if you'd be a totally truthful person and nothing is said, check. If a Khan can actually tell me something just because it's greatness, I wouldn't. I, that's it. Done deal. I know 100% it's true. So, uh, but a liar, no one takes it seriously at all. No one listens to him, even if he's 100% accurate. Even if this one time is truth, in Shoman though, that's, that's the punishment of, of, of the person. To be honored, the Talmud says, you want to be saved from me, a liar? Teach yourself, teach yourself to say, I don't know. Some people feel they have to, to, to if someone asks a question, I don't know. There's something about saying, I don't know. Right? And the Gemara says, lest you be caught by the Gemara. The Gemara learns this from Moshe Rabbeinu, which is parenthetically, from the greatest person to ever live this world. Shemitispade v'ta'achaz. Lest you be caught in a falsehood, and the, you, you, then you'll be stuck with it. Uh, and, and the Gemara there, um, um, <laughs> and, and says that it means even if there, there are some means if you can't give a full picture, say what you know and say what you can't, what you don't know, you don't know. I remember someone told me that my Rosh Hashiva Rabbi Epstein was one of the greatest gedolim. Uh, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, it's, this, this story happened about probably 35 years ago, uh, I learned by him 22, 23, 24 years ago, uh, so Abzalek was, was from the Mir of Lithuania, was a great, great Talmud, Chacham Gadol, and Rav Shach, who was a Migdeli Hador, if not the Gadol Hador, uh, once asked Abzalek, some American Rosh Hashivas asked him, he was unsure what to say, so the way I heard it, Abzalek told Rav Shach, tell them you don't know. <laughs> And he told if you don't under if you if you even the greater of Shach there are things he doesn't know. If you don't if you don't know, you don't know. Say you don't know. It's okay to say you don't know. What's wrong is to, to do something and it, which is not true and get stuck with it. The Gemara then says a quote should say for Chassidim There are a few times the Bihuda Khasa says where the Talmud says that a person could change could change the thing. What are the three things? These three things. How much Torah study you have? 
you can change, you don't have to give, for humility purposes, you, do you know all Torah? You don't have to say, I don't know all Torah. Are you finished? You don't have to say that. Probably if someone is brazen enough to ask a person about their intimate life, <laughs> you don't have to be honest about your intimate life. Uh, and Ushpiza, this is a very interesting, about guests, because if the word goes on the street uh, that you are, your house is open, you'll get, or you're too charitable, which is a great thing to be very charitable, but the wrong people will happen, you'll get the charlatans, you get the, the, the people who shouldn't be coming knocking and doing every crook and cranny, not only the good people, funny good people, very needy people, but you'll be attracting wrong people also to take advantage of you if, in the wrong circumstances. So in those situations, the Talmud says you can be Mishana, you can change a little bit. Behudah Chassid says, even in those particular cases, Eilom or Shekhamach, you can never lie. You can never... El Elishna Demashma, the Treampe. You can say something which can be understood in two ways. Sheshene Yitimazah. And the other person will make his own mistake, but you should never lie. As Abedo Bachir says, it's a, it brings a proof. Now, I would have brought a proof from Yaakov um, when, by Asa, when he got the brachas, Rash, how Rashi explains that. Rabbeinu Bachya gives a different proof. He says, says, that Yaakov, actually not by Asa at that moment, but when Yaakov told Asa, Asa invites Yaakov after they have the, the reuniting meeting, come to Seir. He wants to invite Yaakov to Seir. Now, Yaakov going to Seir is like um, a bunch, like a yeshiva moving into the depths of the belly of, uh, of a Hollywood, a Nazi Hollywood. So either they kill you or they're going to corrupt you. We're not going to Seir. We're not going to Asa's land where a person wants to physically and spiritually destroy us. So what's Yaakov going to tell him? So he says, I go slow and, and, and eventually I'll get to Seir. So Amr Abahu, I looked over all of Torah and Yaakov never got to Seir. How did he tell Asa, I'll get to Seir? So, um, we know that Yaakov is all an essence of truth. So, what is he saying? We know that the, the Navi says, at the end of time, uh, we're going to be, we know to the har, har, har of Zion, to the har, uh, and when we judge Har Esav, that's, that's the land, that's the mountain of Esav, um, which is the Har Seir. So, at the end of time, we will go to Seir. When Mashiach comes, at that end of time, we're going to get there. So that's what Yaakov was talking about. So in a situation where it had been spiritually detrimental for Yaakov to go, and he couldn't tell Esau, no, he said something which had two understandings. Yaakov meant in the future, and Esau could have understood it as in uh, the present. But never to lie, flat out lie, even those things. Praise it as a person who teaches, because, you know, all character traits... If you get used to being a liar as a kid and, and fibbing and lying and, embe- and by the way, I, I, I would say even some people are embellishers. You tell, you tell a story, you know, this happened to me and all of a sudden there's like new exciting parts like that didn't really happen. I, I, you know, some of the nicest people I know are not looking to lie. They just can't tell a straight story. <laughs> it gets like, you know, they, in their own mind they build off a story uh, by the way, it's not just a story which I'm talking about. I, I've had these conversations in Shalomayas, by the way. <laughs> Two people come out of us, they talk about a family fight or whatever, or, or a chinuch, or whatever. And like the story, I, I, you have to literally do a Jerusha of a have all kinds of 
you know, discovery, litigation to find out where it really happened because they don't want to tell the truth. Now, they're not looking to lie. They just don't know how to tell the truth. <laughs> because everything they say is always built off something else. It's like, and, in, and by the way, and in their own mind, when, you're, when you don't know how to tell the truth, you will live in falsehood. <laughs> so, I mean, you're in a room, and you're telling people, or well, trying to figure out what in the world happened, and it, you know that the story is not as presented. And they then felt, they're not looking to lie. They think that's what happened. Because they, every time they have a conversation, it's not truthful. So in their own minds, this story happened, it really didn't happen. Now, there's, there's a lot of truth to it very often. But it's not the story you're hearing at first glance because there's a lot of embellishment. There's a lot of add-ons to it. And it's not just an interpersonal issues, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's neighbors and shoals. And sometimes the emotions get into the emotions. A person who's MS, it's not going to happen. If a person accustoms and trains their children to, for, for MS, that's praiseworthy. And he, and he quotes the famous Shlavik where they when the G'dayli, G'dayli Hador, 500 years ago, the Shlach Kaddish, Shai Harwitz, who was over in Frankfurt, later in Shalayim, he says, Klal Gadol, Yela Av HaMiyaser B'no, V'shia B'tuach, Shia Ben Halach B'derech Yashim, you want to get a child to be, live a life of truth, a life of justice, righteousness, Av B'seishr, Shlach B'afnei Av, even when it was not in front of his parents, even when it leaves his parents' house, here B'kol Koycho, you want to help a child be successful, teach them to be honest and truthful. And, and you should go ahead and um, have no, pun- you know, the punishments for Sheker should be, should be serious. Even a little Sikh actually, famous story, his daughter, his daughter, uh, his daughter, you know, was such an honest person. That he would sell his own svarim. Actually, I'll tell you the truth. One of the reasons I put my I'm, a, I'm no chavetz chaim, unfortunately for me, um, I'm a small person. But one of the reasons I share my my shirim online, and I love the chavetz chaim. If you have Torah, you should try to spread it as much as possible. The chavetz chaim wrote the Mishnah Bura, wrote the Sifrei chavetz chaim, and went out and sold his svarim. He personally went from town to town to sell his works because he wanted to get the masses to learn Torah, or to learn his works. So he went out, so, but before he's selling his books, so he's in the time printing press, he would still screen all his books, they're not missing pages, there's no, there was not, there was not, you know, sometimes you get a book, and the, the, the pages are out of order, so he'd look through all the books. So he, one time, he, he was older, he, got, he had a second marriage, he had a, a daughter, who was significantly younger than him. Not, not, he was probably 60, whatever, whatever when she was born. Um, from his second marriage, and he tells this little girl, uh, I think she was like 11 or 12 or 13, I'd like to, to look over 10 books now before you play. And she was all interested in running to see how, uh, her friends. So she told her father, the Chavetz Chaim, Patti, I, I, I want to go play with my friends now, but when I get home, I'll do 100 Svarim. Now she thought in her mind, she was like, I'm like, saying a statement. When she got back home, there were literally 100 books Waiting for her, <laughs> she says about that. I was I didn't mean actually a hundred. I mean I would do more. Like a hundred would take her hours and hours and hours and hours. He said you said something. You have to keep it. That's chenach. You know, Rebchaim. I once saw that that it's actually multiple times, different places. 
that people ask Reb Chaim, I have one question to ask you. So Reb Chaim said, go ahead and ask the question. And the guy said, oh, I have one more question. No, no, you, have, you, you told me you have one question. And if you told me you have one question, I have no problem answering you. But you said one. And if you say one question, it should be one question. In other words, we say what you mean. And the kind of thing is, the shlaw saying, I'm recording the shlaw, is when you teach a child from the time they're young, teach them to be truthful and not to lie. And then he says an amazing thing. Even a single child, in his later years, the, the shlaw went to Jerusalem, was a Roman Jerusalem. I was by a very pious, from the most pious people, a Sephardi Jew in, in Yerushalayim. Everything in the world, he would not say a, um, uh, um, a, a word of falsehood. And it, it would, nothing would false come from the world mouth to Shalom. Davish and Emmett and Biron, it would be 100%. Disciplinary. As I asked this Sephardic Jew, he was so careful. He's such a tzaddik, so righteous. You know, just the shlaw was, shlaw was the probably the. I think I, I, I think I've said this in the time as well. The shlaw was the person who's most responsible for spreading the Rizal's Torah, the Lurianic Torah, uh, Kabbalah throughout Europe. He was a gadol, a, a paisik, and he's saying he's blown away this by this guy, this Sephardic Jew. So he asked this Sephardic Jew, who's not a Rosh Hashiva, not a Rav, not this big Tamach. How are you so careful that everything you say is so so exact, so truthful? Visiperly, and he told me. Actually, we're a little bit long tonight because we had this introduction. So we have a few more minutes. Usually it's forty-five minutes. It's a little bit longer because of the introduction. If you have to go, I understand. Visiperly minig aviv. He told me that the way his father trained him. When he's still young, Whenever him and his brother Uvakov, there was a complaint. Something went wrong. Something was done shalokahigan not properly. Omar, he say me yoyde. Who's gonna tell me who, who made this mess or who got this fight? What happened over here? Who's who's gonna tell me what, what they did wrong over here? Viomer emes. If you tell the truth, I'll forgive you. Even though you broke the vase or you broke the glass, you smashed the car. Even though you got into a fight and or you didn't do your homework, if you tell the truth, you'll be forgiven. Rock as long as you're careful from this day on. <laughs> Don't keep doing it. You're not keeping the same thing. The Ezer Sheikh board, but if you lie to me, the father would tell these kids, and I find out you're lying to me, I will give you punishments, kif like a lie like you never had. You tell me the truth, you'll be forgiven. But you lie, then you'll see what the punishment is. The Kanasa, and I, and not my father said that, that's what he did. Misha, how did Machlo? If a kid went ahead and admitted what he did wrong, he'd be forgiven, and now he'd be forgiven. The Nasloi Matana, you give him some coins. Because he told the truth. Or she, the girls, they told the truth. But the kid who lied. Oh, you're going to get in trouble. Oh, you're going to get punishments. That's how I was raised. It means the MS, that truth was king in our house. And my father gave me those coins as a kid for telling the truth. He didn't just give me coins for that moment. I was... I, I, I he was in, inculcated me in my heart, Lakayim Emes, to live truth. Now, the, when the, the Shlok describes a person, he's a person who never spoke falsehood and lived the most pious life. That's because of a father who call, gave his kid truth. 
Connor Emmett and Asa Bonner Chassid, and the Shlossah is about him, that he gave his kid a, a, a lifelong nature of being a truthful person, and that's how he became so pious. Virago, when a person who accustoms himself with shkarim, with being a falsehood and lies, who bows him a vuzo, is disgraceful and abominable. We don't believe one word they say. And Chazal say you can't steal the thoughts. It means you can't give, be a person who gives wrong ideas, wrong things. Even a, a Jew or non-Jew, guy as well, a non-Jew as well. Because of Harambam v'filomila acha shel piso, even one word of seduction and ignivus das, and 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 giving people, stealing people's thoughts, giving them, you know, telling them one thing is something else. Um, is usher and is forbidden. And rather, a Jew has to speak as fast with the tongue and language of emes of truth. You feel the hag sympathy for it, as I mentioned before. Even to embellish in a story which is not true is usher. Umash Kasa the Gemara in Gitin, the Gemara says sometimes the Torah speaks Velashin Havai, Havai Guzma, exaggeration. That's only where everyone understands exaggeration. Where it's so clear that it's exaggerated. That, you know, when the Torah says that the mountains go up to heavens, no, not so good. It just means it's clear that these are big mountains, the mountains. But to ever say something which, you, which is not clear is usr, it's totally forbidden. Ubovir a come and see. And Heichan is the last paragraph. Hayuchazal, how much our sages were duvukim, were clung to truth. The Amri Biyavamas, Rav have a commentary to Beisar. Rav, Rav was. The, the, the generation between the Tanayim and Marayim, Rav, who m- m- much of Halacha follows the, the Rav, Rav was Rosh Hashiva of, of Surah, one of the two great Shivas of, uh, of Babylonia, when the Gadol Hador unfortunately had a wife who afflicted him. <laughs> she gave him a hard time. Have Mitzarli Tveisayo, it was everything a hard time. Ki Amli Avidi Leitlufche Avlechimsi, we'd ask for uh, a, a type of uh, bean, legume, she would give him a different type. Chimsi, as for the Chimsi, she gave him the plot. She always didn't give him what he wanted. Kigal Chia Bere, when his son, his son Chia was her son also. Apech, now Chia going to his house. His father sees his father's one thing, mother gives another thing. So he's a smart kid. He would tell the mother, father wants this, and she'd give him the opposite, and so he'd actually get what he wanted. He'd change when his father would. So he asked Ima for this, asked Ima for mushrooms, uh, cooked mushrooms. So you know, if you ask him, cooked mushrooms, you should give him not cooked mushrooms. So he would say, uh, uh, Abba wants not cooked mushrooms, so you give him cooked mushrooms. He'd always get for Rav what Rav really wanted by, by inverting it. All of a sudden, so Rav starts getting what he wants. All of a sudden, it's just like something, something, something's going on over here. I always ask for, for toast, and I get, I get non-toast. I always ask for not toasted bread, I get toasted bread. Wherever I ask, I get the opposite. Now, all of a sudden, wherever I want, I'm getting, something is going on over here. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, uh, so he's um, so, and we found it. So, uh, um, he said, so the son told him, I, I'm changing what she says. Um, and he says, So Rav told the son do not do this. Told him, going back to the Kalashla, teach your kid to be honest. Right? Um, So it tells us that you should not, you should never, never, never. Uh, uh, trying to find which the 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 pasuk the pasuk. 
writes in Yermio. Uh, you should never, you should teach, never teach, uh, uh, you should never speak falsehood, ever. Right? Whoa. How could it be, um, uh, how could it be that Rav never inverted himself? Right? Well, in other words, his, Rav taught his son, you don't do this. But Rav could have done the same thing. Rav was a genius. Trust me, he was smarter than Einstein and Edison and any other smart person. If he could have also figured out how to get from his wife what he wanted. Why didn't he tell his wife when he wanted toast? He doesn't want toast. Why didn't he tell his wife when he wanted to cook mushrooms? He doesn't want to cook. Let him, he comes with the same as he did. The Rav never came to think to Mishanis Emmets. You understand? If Rav wanted toast, he could have just told his wife, Give me not toast. And he wouldn't have been lying because she doesn't know what he wants, doesn't want. But Rav wanted toast. And if he's going to say what he doesn't want, that would have been in creating in himself a level of Shekhar. That means even though he would have not lied, because he just told her, sort of, give me this. But Rav wanted toast, he had to say, I want a toast. Even though he would end up with not toasted bread. And if Rav wanted to cook mushrooms, he had to say, even though he would end up with not cooked mushrooms. He could have just said, give me not cooked mushrooms. He would have cooked mushrooms. Shemi Sparachshit. By the way, I want to say something. He doesn't say this, but I think it's Pashat. Rav became Rav. He became the Gogol Hador who we learn every, every day in the world Hundreds of thousands, millions of Jews are learning the words of Rav and Shas. Millions of Jews are learning Rav. Rav, every second of the day, he's going up in Shemaim because people are learning his Torah. How did he become a Rav? Because he never lied. And not only did he never lie, he never could even think to say something he didn't believe in or it wasn't true. That's how you become a Rav. That's how you become the Gadol Hador. That's how you become a great person. And Rav Chaim ends with the Tefillah Shemitz Baruch. Hashem should save us. Should save us from any speaking of false lips. He put us all in the path of truth. This is this first section of Emes. I think it's a good way that we started with Emes, with truth. Because if you want to work on ourselves, um, you know, Emes is a good place to start. I used to, again, we're going to move on to Bethel Torah next week. And the week after that is Gimas Chasadim and the Dalek of Schos. But you know these are packed words with the sages. But we go onwards. So I would just encourage everyone to review this because you know hearing this once is great, but hearing it two or three more times is even better. Right. Thank you very much, everybody.